Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, it's me, Tiffany. Hi. <laughs> and Mandy. And we are... Tired. <laughs> and Brown Ambition. <laughs> this is Brown Ambition and she's tired. tired. Brown Ambition tired, needs tired. a nap. <laughs> I've got two words. I think it's six syllables. Wakanda forever. Did you see it? I did. Did you see it? Thank God. Oh, yeah. I had my tickets like a month ago. It was phenomenal. If you're listening, I mean, we're talking about it. You had the whole weekend to get your stuff together. You really had longer than that. They've been talking about it forever. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, oh, well, you, you know, I feel like the black delegation, I checked in and they said that as of Monday evening, um, 12 p.m. uh, Eastern Standard Time, then we are um, well within our rights to, to discuss the full movie, which is happening. Agreed. Yes. So let's talk about it. So for, did you go with um, with um, Husbay? I took Husbay. He gets to come on all my adventures. I just I just buy tickets and send him calendar invites. That's what I do. <laughs> he's like, yeah, where are we going? Um, yeah, he he actually loved it. Um, really? Yeah. Everybody Superman loved it. was like, eh, it what? was all right. I couldn't believe it. I looked at him like, are you kidding me? And what? he was like, he's like, no, no, you know what it is? He, well, first of all, one, he's really into comics. Like since he was a kid, he watches the cartoons, he yeah. reads it like, you know, so he was like, it was good. But he's like, I guess all the hype, 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 hype. I don't know. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So he was like, he didn't hate it, but he wasn't like, like blown over the way everybody else was. But I was so like, he's whatever. A, he's a comic book fan. So has he read the actual comics? Um, some of them. I don't know if he's read the Black Panther comics, but he's oh, definitely. That's what I meant. Yeah, the Black Panther ones, because they are a little bit different than the movie. I heard. Yes, probably, but whatever. I was like, like as soon as it ended, he was like, "All right, that was pretty cool." I looked at him like, "Are you crazy? Life, my life is no longer the same. I belong to Wakanda now." I mean, it's fine to have an opinion, I guess. I guess, but, <laughs> but like, can he just be quiet about it? Because we need to geek out about it. Did you? First of all, he didn't notice that because I knew he wasn't going to get dressed up, so I wore all black. And it wasn't until we got home that he looked at me. He's like, "I just realized what you have on," and he was like, "I can't with you." I'm like, "Whatever, dude. Like, I'm in it, okay?" What did you wait? What did you wear? Did you wear like I, a full on? No, I wore all black. I just wore like you know black black shoes, Uggs. I wore black jeans, black sweater. I had black beret, my black trench coat. I don't know how he didn't notice, but I was there to be extra black. <laughs> oh, you went like literal Black Panther. Did yes. you have a beret? 
I did actually. I had a beret. Like my sister got me some little like hat last year for Christmas, and it's a cute little beret, but it has a little fuzz ball in the middle. So you know, it's not as militant as I would like, but close enough. Just to like soften it a little bit, so <laughs> yeah. no one like whispers to the manager, "See something, say something." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I went to go see it in Super Black Newark. Um, surprisingly, the, um, people were quiet during the film. I was really expecting a lot of, um, you know, I don't know, chatting, but Putin it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was full, but it, you know, I just was expecting because I was nervous about that. I was like, "Ugh, opening weekend, I really don't want to hear everybody's like mouth." And um, no, we went on Monday. No, no, we didn't go Monday. When did we go? I think we went on. No, we did. We went on Monday. And so, yeah, I I, I loved it, and I was like, I have to go back to see it again. And um, my life has forever changed. I want to be a citizen of Wakanda. I am ready for my day glow lip tattoo. Yeah, it's it's everything. I mean, let's just talk highlights. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. It's a great action movie. But there's so layers, just layers yes. on layers on layers. I mean, I've never left an action movie with a tear in my eye. Like when yeah. a little boy on the basketball court looks up and sees a king from Africa and his badass uh, sister, scientist sister, and her their spaceship. I'm like, God. I mean, that movie just did so much for – Women. Uh, women. I mean, it was so female centric. I mean, I, I, you, I've seen the posters. I knew it had Lupita. Um, I knew it had um, Angela Bassett, but I didn't know just how central a role the women in this movie made uh, were. Yeah. To it. I mean, it was amazing. And there wasn't, it felt like every woman in the movie had a juicy role. Um, you know what I love is that the, uh, is it the don't, don't, don't get me saying it wrong. But the the, the the private guard to the king, yes. what I loved is that, one, they were so fierce and just amazing. And what I also love is that they weren't overly sexualized, their outfits. Like Ruth's, nope. I forget the woman's name who like made like the, um, the costumes, that she said she wanted to make them, obviously like they're women and she wanted to acknowledge that, but she didn't want to pander and make it super like booby busty booty, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought they were all like beautiful, but androgynous. Like it, yeah. like it wasn't about their sexuality; it was about their power. Yeah, you know, like it's so so often like they say, "Oh, we have a strong female, you know, superhero in this movie," but they're always like using their sex appeal to like trick people into giving them what they want or to beat the bad guys. And it really just felt like no, they're just straight up kicking ass, and that is why, like, that's what it's about. This armor is there for a purpose, you know, yeah. to protect them, not to show off you their, know, bodies. their their bodies. And I just love how the default was, of course, the women are strong and that they play a huge, hugely important role. There wasn't this like, ooh, women are strong. Such a surprise. It was like, this is a well-established known fact. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was, I just loved it. And I love the fact, yes, finally, for women who are chocolate to be included. Like, and not like, oh, we've got that one, like we've got Gabrielle Union. That's as dark as we go. It was so nice to see a range of browns and that, you know, because I, I honestly hardly ever see a woman my complexion playing any sort of leading anything, you know, in a movie, let alone multiple women. I was like, OMG, all of this dark chocolate in one movie, I, I die. I die. I'm going to let you speak on that. Because I'm feeling it, but I also just want to shut up <laughs> and listen. Because you know, I noticed it, so I'm just I can only imagine what it must mean like for people who are yeah darker skin and you just don't see yourself, and if you do, it's the only one. Yeah. Um, and just ugh, ugh. All right. 
And then the diaspora representation, like, so there were Africans, there were West Indians, there were African-Americans. They really tapped into that diaspora to play different roles, you know, and which was really amazing, like, to see, like, oh, like, Lupita is African, and the woman that played Okoye, 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 she was African. Yes, right? But then also Mbaku, the... um the the general or the king from the the northern tribe the ape tribe he was i believe west indian and then um chadwick boseman is i believe african-american and of course um angela bassett is african-american i think zuri his sister i believe she is african by way of um by way of the united kingdom i think and the guy who played Get Out is from like the UK or whatever, but yeah. he's he's but his background is African. It just I just was like I can't with all this awesomeness. Oh my gosh, I it was overload of like, and then the fact that I just love that Michael B. Jordan. First of all, Newark, Brick City, stand up, born and raised Michael B. Jordan. Like he literally came to Newark to do like a a talk like during opening weekend, and he's from Newark, and just to like have like this kid from Newark who grew up here, like be killing it on the screen. And then this 31 year old director, I mean, hello, Ryan. I just, uh, it was just too much, too much. And the fact that it's like broken so many records, it's just, we're entering into this like black brown love fest renaissance. I hope and so. We are. I hope what's happening because, you know, everyone's making like it's really exciting that we have all like, of course, a movie where it's just it's not just about it's not just a movie with black actors, but about the black experience and like every shade of it from Africa yeah. to the US. But also, I just hope that it's just, you know, because people take you know, the complaint about Hollywood and how there's not enough roles for people of color. And like, it's very, very true. But I continue to be like. You could you we can only beat against a brick wall so hard trying to expect people to change the people in casting rooms, the directors, the producers to change their perception of people of color and to cast them for you can only do that for so long. At a certain point you gotta say, What can we do? We can create our own art. We can be in a position of power. Putting Ryan Coogler in charge just with that one decision, yep. you know, he's going to be reaching to people that he knows. And all of a sudden, yes. those people are not going to be naturally, you know, white or naturally, you know, from the U.S. because he might know a much more diverse variety of people just based on who he is, based on his mm -hmm. own. It's like, it's give us a chance to use yes. our internal biases yes. and use our networks. And as soon so as this starts happening more, we just need more and more people getting in positions of power and decision making. Like I just, that just for me, reinforced that whole belief I've always held, which is that's where the real change happens. And that's what's so freaking exciting about Black Panther. And hopefully, like, I hope everyone in this movie just goes on to make more movies and cast each other. Yes, yeah. I love, because you see Ryan Coogler, of his three films, Michael B. Jordan has been in all three, Fruitvale Station, Creed, and this one, because that's what he's able to do. Like I, one of the things Michael B. Jordan said when what, that surprised him when he got on set was how many brown people were behind the scenes, that the cameraman, the light man, the sound man, that, that he was like, whoa, he was like, I, I remember watching some um, interview that the whole cast did and they they asked the, all of the cast, like, what was their one of their most memorable moments? And remember when um, T'Challa is becoming king and he's, he's this is right before he's about to do the ceremonial um, challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like the waterfall scene where everyone is kind of like, 
in bright colors and like dancing and singing. So all of them describe how, I guess they were trying to figure out what the direction or what it was going to look like. So while they waited, they had African drummers on set. While they waited, the African drummers started playing um, Drop It Like It's Hot by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like, dude, and he said, they said everyone started singing it and, he, and just jamming, like waiting for the director to be like, all right, guys, this is how we're going to do the shot. And she was like, it was magic. Because where, where else would that happen? Snoop Dogg, drop it like it's hot. People from every country imaginable and all throughout the diaspora, all knowing this one dope song. And she was just like, everyone was just looking around like, yo, this is so lit. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing how much fun they're having on the press tour, like following yeah. them on Instagram. It's just, you know, it. and to see, it's just one of those examples too, where everyone is just supporting it. It's when we win, everyone wins kind of thing. But like yeah. right now it feels like everyone's winning, yeah. which is nice. It's not like you're just congratulating the one woman, you know, in a mo- the one black woman or one black man in a movie getting praise. It's like, you're all in it. It's happening from more than one person. And like what you said before about the different, um, not just one shade of black, like a different nationalities, different, um, you know, different backgrounds, different um, just experiences and socioeconomic statuses and just experiences in life. That's what happens when you give more than just one person an opportunity yeah. like of color and it's going to help other people. Like I hope I hope people of every color go see this movie and I, and I know that they will because it's a big Marvel movie, yeah. has a built-in, you know, audience. But like the fact that they're going to be seeing this too and start to think more complexly about people of color um, is also like a big win. Because yeah. we may understand that we're not just one, obviously, we're not just one group, we're different shades, different backgrounds, different, you know, nationalities, etc. But there's a lot of people who just put a, put black people into this big pool. Yeah. Like, remember how um, you, you brought up Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya uh, was in Get Out, and he yeah. is also in Black Panther. But when he was cast, like Samuel L. Jackson was like, man, they should have given that to an American black actor. Why'd they give it to a British black actor? I'm like, so we're nitpicking because he's the only yes. one, you know? Like, yeah. That's that's the frustrating thing about having such limited roles. If we just create more opportunity, then it wouldn't be like these single, the singular roles wouldn't have to have exactly. all the pressure on them. Yes, you know? you're right. Because here I feel like people, everyone is, everyone feels good because they're like everyone in, dias- in the diaspora is represented here. I see so many like people going up for like, yes, my West Indian XYZ or yes, my African sisters in this or yes, my, you know, my African American brothers in this. And you're right because there, it wasn't just one role. It was so many roles. So I really have not heard you know, the, any sort of like, oh, they should have. They're like, no, we're all here. We're literally all here. And so, I mean, but nothing is more, and to bring a tie back to finance, like nothing is more powerful than financial impact. And in this movie doing as well as it has, it dispels that black movies don't do well. And I think I saw some numbers somewhere where it was like 35% of the people who've seen the movie were African-American, like 37% were were white, I believe. and, And the other was like kind of like other. And it just goes to show you. So it's, it wasn't just us. Obviously we came out in mass. But what it shows you is that movies with people of color can do well outside of our community. Like there is enough here, you know? And so, and yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, corporations and businesses, you know, they see money. And so I'm hoping that this will help to trigger some change and to, um, to put some finances behind, you know, creating different images because there's money to be made if you do so. And put these people in places where they can create more art. Like, 
you know, Lupita Nyong'o won a freaking Oscar, but we haven't seen her in a major movie. You know, she's done small parts in like Star Wars and she did a um, the the princess or queen of Katwe, which was like a Netflix movie. Um, but she went off and did a play with actually um, uh, who played the 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 Okoye in the movie yes, uh, Donne uh-huh. Gurria. I probably just butchered her last name. I'm sorry. So she wrote the play Eclipse, Donne did, um, and then cast Lupita in it. And look, Eclipse was a, a play that uh, was in New York City and ran for a couple of years. It moved to Broadway. It was a big hit. But it was, you know, a play. But it was about, I think, um, um, female prisoners in Liberia. Um, mm. And, you know, they went off and created their own art. But, like, to have someone say, you, you know, because that's probably where the opportunities were for them, you know, sadly, is on the stage and, you know, on in theater because these roles for in movies and film that everyone's so excited about just aren't going women of color. So they had to go off and do their own art. And I just hope that with this movie, I just want them, you know, Danae is in her 40s, Lopita, you know, I'm sure by Hollywood standards, it's not like, you know, a spring chicken, like they, which is sad, but they need to be given these, these opportunities to create the same way other people are, um, because that's the only way we're going to continue seeing stuff like this happen. Yeah. Am I broken record yet? No, I just think that like, (sighs) yes, I just think that. This is like, I'm just excited how everybody's excited. I mean, of course, you have some people who are just contrarians, but I'm like, girl, you can't steal my joy. Yeah. (laughs) Sterling K. Brown, Angela Bassett, and those, when she took off that crown and it was gray dreads, I just, I died. Yes. In love, in love. Um, Yeah, amazing movie. And I hope that, you know, if you're in a position of power and where you work or you are afraid to take a position of power where you work because you don't think you're ready or whatever, I would just say, like my message is always you you have to take it like you just have to because just by virtue of who you are, if you're a person of color or any minority or just a different experience, you know, among, you know, from the people in your office, like even though you may not feel ready or it may be intimidating to you, just think about the just the different the, the value of your perspective and what you're bringing to the table. Um, you know, you can grow into a job, but, you know, that's that's one of the proudest things I can say Um as, as I'm hiring and building a team is that, you know, I, I just know that I'm bringing something different to the table and I'm building my team and I'm looking around and I'm like, this is different and this is special. And, you know, it's not something that that might have happened if I hadn't been here. And I and I and I and I know I've, I've talked to people about jobs in, in leadership roles, you know, even on my team and to see them be like, I don't know if I'm ready. And like, you know, it's a lot of response. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll help you just do what you got to do do it take one for the team it's going to be great um because you never know where you're going to be next and who you can help yeah honestly it, it's just to kind of piggyback off what you said is that like it, we have to you you have to create spaces where like look how many different types of people are going to have opportunities because you're in a position to hire you mandy as a brown woman are in a position to hire and so things can't change unless there is someone in the position to bring us into the room. Some doors cannot be opened with just education alone. Someone from the inside literally has to open the door. There is no door no doorknob on the other side. You know, one of my um, one of my uh, um, teammates. Uh, I so I call my my team of folks that work for the academy or the budgetista. I call them the unicorn squad. So her name is Karen. Karen is amazing. Um, she just turned 48, even though she looks like 25. And um, she just started working with me, but she's amazing. So I've made her into like my floating project manager because she keeps me organized. And I was telling her 
asking her kind of like the other day we were talking about, she was just saying why she enjoyed working, you know, as a unicorn squad member. She was like, I've never had the opportunity because she is silent, but mighty. Like one of these people that puts in so much work, but also does not play the corporate America game. Like, Hey, look what I've done. And so she was like, in all of my jobs, she's got locks too. And she's little, she's like, in all of my jobs, I've been looked over. I've been like, no one has given me the opportunity to fully stretch to the fullness of what I bring to the table, even though I've wanted to bring so much. And no matter how hard I've worked, I've always been overlooked. She's like, but working here under you, a woman of color, Tiffany, you're always just like, well, how do you think we should do it? Well, create a strategic plan. Let's get it done. She was like, there is never a no. I am able to fully, she's like, I've never been happier. I'm able to fully work within what I'm capable of. She's like, I, I've never had that before. And I thought, wow, that unless there are people in positions to be able to create opportunities like that, then it's just not, we're just not going to grow. And that's what motivates me to go harder and to grow bigger because I, I it, less for, cause I'm such a cheapie. I'm not spending any money less for that. It's, it's more so cause I want to be able to provide platforms and opportunities for a woman like Karen who whatever job was overlooking her is a fool. She is like amazing. Yep. You know, and I just think about like I can't, how much she could have brought to the table if they would have put aside their own bias against this little black woman with locks that they probably were like, she doesn't know much. Meanwhile, she's like slaying and I'm just like, ugh. So I just, it to me, the answer is if you have the ability to create something or to elevate to a position where you're able to bring other people along with you, please go for it because that's the only way we're going to re- really be able to um, create any change in our communities. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Yes, Lord. Drop so, the mic. I know. Honestly, I just feel like uh, as far as a like brown, you know, brown break, brown boost. I just feel like everything is everything is Wakanda. I just don't have anything else for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have. I have a little something. Something. I wanted to give a shout out just real quick. It's not financial related, so let me just say it quick. But okay. uh, you know, we've all been. I think. Um, you know, there there was that shooting last week on Valentine's Day in in, uh, in yeah. Florida at that high school, yeah. and I feel I'm I'm tentatively starting to feel like this one might be a little bit different. Like the reaction that we're getting, the way that these kids at this school have decided to take action. You know, they went to their state assembly um, in Tallahassee on a, they took a, they rented a bus. I don't know who organized it, but hundreds of kids from this school have gone to call on the local representatives um, to enact gun gun control. Um, um, restrictions in Florida. It's just amazing. And, you know, you're starting to see things like Oprah and George Clooney are 
making these half million dollar donations to a march about gun violence. And I mean, I always I was always in the camp of like, okay, well, if 26 children, you know, in in Sandy Hook couldn't, like, if we wouldn't do anything after that, then, you know, probably nothing's ever going to happen. But I'm, I feel bad now, because I I think what we always needed, or apparently what is working is when the youth, when the Mm -hmm. kids are standing up and shaming the adults, you know, for not stepping up and really just, you know, living in their own power and, and, and getting their voices heard. It's just been really, it's been phenomenal. So that's, that's my boost. Um, not financial, I know, but I, no, that's great. I didn't want to, I I feel like we had to be said, had to be said. No, I totally agree. And my brown boost is Wakanda forever. (laughs) No, no. You know what my boost is? That handshake is everything. Slap, slap, snap, pull back, X over your heart. What? It's a wrap, but like, next time I see you, Mandy, that's what we're doing. We're going to practice it until we get it right. Oh, okay. I'm going to start watching YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm just glad I have another use for that emoji with the crossed arms. Yes! That belongs to Wakanda now. Wakanda. <laughs> Do we have any amazing questions from our amazing listeners? Uh, as ever, you guys have sent us some great questions. Um, if you want to get your question answered, I did. I got a question from someone who's like, why didn't you answer my question yet? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> fair 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 enough well played um i will say we don't we usually do a one or two per show um maybe we'll do maybe we should dedicate a show to answering some questions um in the next in the coming weeks because i we did get a couple of um i was reading your your survey responses p.s if you want to do the survey it's still on our facebook page go fill it out um, listener survey. So I was reading some of the comments people left and a couple of them had asked for more questions, more okay. answers. So okay, I love that. We so can you deliver. can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com, right? Yes, ma'am. Or they can just go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click, uh, ask, what is it? Ask us anything? Ask us anything. Okay. Mm, I got it. You're doing it. Thank you. Cause I'm struggling today. <laughs> Okay, today's question comes from Danique. Uh, Danique has, oh, I'm going to read, she gives me a short and a long version. I got to go with the short version. (laughs) Danique says, I love you guys. Thank you. I have a medical bill that has been placed in an office for collection. It's $867 for an emergency room visit. What should I do? I don't want to pay it because I believe I shouldn't have been billed for the visit. Then she goes on to explain a little bit more of the background, which I read. And essentially, she's gone. she had gone back and forth with the hospital and the insurance company saying, no, I don't owe $867. This should have been covered by the insurance. And then eventually, she just stopped talking to them. And cut to now, she's got a letter in the mail from a collections, what she's saying is a collections office saying that she still owes this $867 for an emergency room visit. Okay. So got it. I'm I'm assuming that your emergency room visits are at least partially covered by your insurance. That's what your belief is. Which sounds right, you know, because mo- many insurance options give you some sort of emergency room coverage to a certain extent. So I would I mean, I know sometimes it's a pain in the butt, but I I would think you'd have to reach back out to the insurance company. And get a clear understanding of, like, just ask the basic question of, if I go to the emergency room, how much do you cover? And get that answer and ask if you can get that in writing in some way. From the insurance company? 
Yeah, yeah. because I've, I've had emergency room visits and um, where I wasn't insured, you know, I was like, yikes. And then I've had where I was insured. And so sometimes there's some stuff lost in translation. So the insurance company might say we cover um, a percentage or it might be an actual dollar amount. So understand what that is. So let's just say it's a dollar amount. And what the hospital's saying is minus that dollar amount, this is what you owe us. But you seem pretty sure that you're like, no, it should be covered, which, like I said, it's not crazy. I just went to the emergency room post-surgery because I had like a really bad pain in my back and it was covered fully. So like I said, that's not uncommon. Um, Also, um, what I'm hoping is because sometimes hospitals, they don't actually send it to full-on collections. They send it to hospital collections, which means that it hasn't left the hospital atmosphere, which is a good thing because there's still space and room. So I want to jump on it quickly because if they find that, oh, it was a mistake, the hospital still owns the debt. Because yep. what I don't want them to do is to actually have sold it just yet because that's going to be harder to to get. the Because the people who bought it, they don't, they're not going to care about, you know, your insurance company said whatever. They're like, my name's Bob. I bought your debt. You owe me. Yep. You know? Yeah. And the fact that she, this is the first bill she's gotten outside of those first initial bills, I feel like I'm hopeful that this is just the hospital's collections, their in-house collections yeah. arm reaching out to her. And, you know, she goes on to ask, you know, should I should I ignore it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you just answered your own question. Don't mm-hmm. ignore it. Um, if you do, it will only get worse. And here's one thing I'll say, because, you know, I actually just got a bill. I went to an allergist a couple months ago. You know, I I just had a feeling I was gonna get a crazy bill because I it, they were in network. It was preventative, but I still went anyway. I ended up getting a bill for one hundred and twenty five dollars billing, and she mentions that her insurance company told her that the um, hospital must have put in the wrong billing code. This happens oh. like all of the time. Okay? okay, billing codes can be put in improperly, and it may sound crazy. It may seem really really annoying. It's a hassle for you. Now you have to go back to the hospital and ask them about the billing code, or you have to talk to your insurer and ask them to talk to the hospital about the billing code to get it all worked out. It it feels like God. Why do I have to do this? Like why is it my job? Sadly, this is just reality in a lot of in it, for a lot of people in the U.S. right now with the with the way that the healthcare system is set up. It's a pain in the ass. And you really do have to stay on top of people and you can't like drop the ball. You got to keep calling, keep banging that drum until you get um, whatever relief you're supposed to get. And if you drop the ball, what happens is what's happening now, which is they'll just keep putting it through the system and, you know, your credit can be at risk here. Um, My sister is going through something similar right now where she's having, like, you really have to be your own advocate um, it's not like the insurance company and the hospital are best friends and they constantly chat and like know each other. I mean, these are thousands and thousands of employees at the insurance, maybe thousands at the hospital. You know, one person putting in the wrong code can just mess up your life. But it, and it's going to take a, it's going to take a lot of work for you to get those two, the insurance company and the hospital to like get on the same page, um, which may sound a little harsh, but it's I mean, I've just just seeing what my sister's gone through, having gone through it myself, it's, it's, it's nuts, but you gotta, Mm -hmm. you just gotta keep doing it. Like, you know, make it like set a reminder when you get off work, okay, call or during lunch or whatever, just call the insurance company again. Even if you haven't heard anything from them, call them once a day, just checking in on this, you know, call the hospital, just checking in on this, um, to show them that you are engaged and that you want to get something resolved. And that will at least prevent it from, from them continuing to try to, push you through the collection system. No, yeah, I agree because you don't want to be pushed inside. Like it's just, but hospitals 
typically take their time with that. So yeah, get on it now. I mean, it's, it's, Adulting is never quite fun um, unless we're going on vacation or like Supergirl said, we were at um, Whole Foods going food shopping. And she's like, I can't because she kept picking out things where I was like, nope, 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 nope. She said, I can't wait till I get to be the duck about whatever I want. And I'm like, you know what? It is pretty fun. That's what, that's what I told her. Take your time. <laughs> I know. But other than that, adulting can be pretty hard. But uh, we want the best for you. So definitely get on it and, and advocate for yourself because you would hate for this to balloon into something bigger. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so much for your question, Danique. And you guys, like Tiffany said, hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or go to brownambitionpodcast.com and drop us a line at the Ask Us Anything tab. Dot com. I know I'm like two lines late. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I barreled right over your opening. My bad. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So it's time for wins. Um. Well, I'm gonna give a win. A little a little self congratulations. Uh, I got a little feature in entrepreneur.com. Entrepreneur.com, and it was so dope because it was alongside of some amazing, amazing, amazing um, women. It was for. They had an article about um, African-American women on entrepreneurs and it was Kathy Hughes, like the super just like successful woman who started uh, TV one, um, Jessica Matthews, who started this um, disruptive, amazing company called Uncharted Play. I don't think it's called Uncharted Play anymore, but basically, I don't know if you ever saw the young woman who started a company where she's like, how can we bring um, energy to Africa? And she figured out a way to collect energy in a soccer ball that what? kids use and then use that energy that you could take that ball at the end of the day back to your village and then you can light the house with it. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. So she's so, and just like just some other just amazing women who are on the list. Honestly, I was like, how are you here, girl? But you know what? I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> take it. Run with it. Yeah, so it was just really awesome. Um, and so, yeah, just a little, like, sometimes I, I'm i trying to learn how to stop, drop, and say, you know, something good has happened. Acknowledge it and, you know, be happy for it. And then, you know, of course, you know, don't stay stagnant. But I never stop to really acknowledge. I, I'm always barreling through to the next thing. So that's my win. Congratulations. I did Thank share you. it. I did share it I on the Insta. I think it. You guys, you guys know that I'm treating the Brown Ambition podcast Instagram as my personal Instagram now, since I'm still locked out. That's crazy. I'm like, it's like I'm a like a prisoner of war, like day 31. <laughs> They're playing me though. You guys, so just to, I was kicked off Instagram. I guess I'll make my win our, our fabulous Instagram page now that I'm forced to update it because I have no other Instagram outlet. Um, they still won't let me back in. But the thing is, they're playing with me. They keep sending me these emails like, oh, hey, Mandy Money, see what you've been missing on Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I've second. chosen not to be on. That is really weird. It's totally messed up. Um, but no, the, the Brown Ambition po uh, Instagram podcast page is lit. Please go follow us. Um, I'm sharing just all the brown magic I'm seeing on the gram. And we're at, what are we? Oh, God. Oh, at Brown Ambition Podcast. Shocker. <laughs> um, on the gram and ooh, I have an I have another quick win for you I have a copy we are officially trademarked <gasps> Brown Ambition 
I have the copy of the trademark letter with a little gold seal and everything. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. So exciting. So don't take it. It's trademarked. Yeah, no, it's trademarked. It's owned. Brand Ambition TM. How do you add that to your Instagram name? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it's possible. All right. Don't come from us. I'm going to get that <laughs> cease and desist letter on. I'm going to Google one. Let's have it on deck. <laughs> I have definitely had to send a couple of them. I remember somebody was like, I forget what they named their thing. It was like budget Nista, something or the other. And I was like, Hey, you know, just so you know, this is trademarked and, um, please, you know, I, you know, I asked you to take it down or, you know, or I said something like next steps would be for me to, you know, send a legal request to take it down. They got so mad. And I'm like, they're like, Ooh, you came at it hard and hot. You could have <laughs> just said, I'm like, did I? I, I felt like I was nice. <laughs> They were so pissed. They insulted me in every way possible. And I was like, you know what? They have three followers. Let's just back up because it's, I don't have time to fight anybody in the streets. Um, oh, I do have a request for listeners. So I am disorganized. Do you have, and I can ask you too, Mandy, I need a project management tool, not for like, I mean, just for like life. I mean, definitely I want to add like business, all the kind of stuff, but I ideally would love if, this is how, if it was in person, how I'd use it. It would be like a, a bulletin board with like long sheets of paper with the name of the basic project name on top of these like strips of paper and underneath the task that I need. Oh my God, I got it. What? You have to use Trello. That's what I use. That's what we use at work. Yeah, it's amazing. Trello. Like, really? Because I've been, I've been hearing about Trello and Asana. Have you ever used Asana? I've heard of, we looked at Asana. But um, we just we wanted Trello, and I'm a fan. I think they're both good. Okay, I'm gonna try um, because I have an I have an Asana account, and I was like, eh, it's not as intuitive as I would like. So Trello I'm I'm gonna is super easy. Okay, super super easy. Ooh, um, okay. And I think it's free. I don't think yeah, you have I, any I, special I, I, corporate account. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it's up to a certain amount of people, or whatever. Okay, so I'm definitely gonna because I just feel like <sighs> there's so many things that like I forget because yep. You know, and I'm just like, oh, I forgot. And sometimes it's not even just business. I would like just a place where, because as it is right now, I'm like the handwritten notebook girl. And if I can't find my notebook, I'm like, oh, just kill me. And that's good for you. But like, what about the other people who need to know what's happening? You know what I mean? Well, the team, we have like... Every, like we we use Slack and we do have like project management stuff, but like sometimes, like for example, I meet with the core team members on Mondays, and sometimes I'm like, there's projects that I'm like, oh, I have to remember to tell Tamara to do this or did it. So when I give it to them, they include it into. We use project management tools that, but I just none of them. I I don't like Slack is okay, but I needed something that was like a Tiffany board where it's a mix between don't forget to go food shopping and, oh, your Molly Moore edits are due, you know? Uh, and for, so, yeah. So yeah, it be good for that too. That's how we use it actually, because okay. we have um, six different websites we're doing content for and like six different people, well, actually 10 different people kind of in that process, man- like ha- handling those different categories of content. And so each person has a board. So everything you need from this person's on their board and, you know, Chris's board has that, his, his assignments and Christina has hers. But another way you can use it is you could just create, like make the board, the name of the project, like you said. That's what I'd like to like, do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, budget needs to, uh, live richer challenge. And then everything underneath yes. that board. Yeah. It's really, really easy. And then you can like Ooh, add yes. people to the board. So whenever something happens to the board, they're alerted. Hashtag Trello free advertisement. It's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Trello, um, if you'd like to sponsor, hit us up. Shout yeah. out 
that to organization though, because you know, it's, it's something that they don't teach you. I, there should just be a class you know, for new managers on how to be organized because everything that you did as an individual employee does not work when you're managing a team at all. Does not, is not, they don't accept your currency here in the other, other (laughs) side. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, get out of here with with your petty pennies. Yes. No, you just want to stare at your computer and be in your mind all day. No, not going to work. It's just so many things. Like today I was like, okay, I've hit capacity. I had like a call and I'm on the call. And for the first minute, I'm like confused about why is she talking about my children's book project? And I'm like, oh, that's, this is not the, the other call. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, because there's just so many, you know, you know what I would really love more than anything. Remember, this is so random. I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, but remember in the Harry Potter movie where, um, Dumbledore was like, had a lot on his mind. Oh, the pensive. What? I would love one of those where I could just pull thoughts out and put it into a little bowl and dive in when I'm ready just to relieve my mind. That's what I'd like. I mean, let's get that invented. Until then, I'll try Trello. That's what I need to go to sleep at night. Like if I could just take the thoughts out of my brain. Like I'm tired of dreaming about my boss. Like, (laughs) and it's not even the interesting dreams. It's just me at my desk at work just editing things. It's not a nightmare. It's not a good dream. It's just oh a work. Day. I'm just living a work day in my in my yo, sleep. Is what's happening. That's a that sad is, state of affairs. Yo, I know you know what. That's so crazy because that's what I do too. I'm like, wait, or I'll get excited because I'll think I have completed a task, and I'm like, that was in my dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, you'll be dreaming about your Trello board pretty soon. <laughs> uh, On that note, it's been great chatting with y'all. Um, connect with us. Hit us up. We're on social media everywhere. Find us at Brown Ambition. And um, we'll see you next week. Let us know what you thought about um, 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 Black Panther. We'd love to hear too. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.